1: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hein And I'm Thomas Welch. You know, we got a good episode for you today. Uh, training camp has begun. The regular season is right around the corner. So we're gonna be getting into all the storylines there and just giving our thoughts on uh, what we're expecting for the for this season and sort of how the lines are shaken out and more. But uh, first, uh, Tommy, Happy New Year. This is the first time we've ordered a pod
0: together since the yeah, we our schedules have been uh, a little a little rocky lately. Uh, uh me getting I'm back into work, yeah, week. you're working six yeah. days a week. Uh, so we're trying to we're still bringing it to the people, just not at the same time as much. But uh, yeah, happy happy new year's, Josh. How was your new year's? How'd you celebrate?
1: My sister turned 16 New Year's Eve. Oh, so okay, we just had a yeah, double yeah, up had a, action. Uh, Mhm. Mm-hmm. just a quiet little family gathering um she went out and she got her permit so uh anyone in georgetown massachusetts stay off the roads for the next <laughs> few months um no but it was good it was it was nice just you know of course i worked got home from work spent some time with my family and uh
0: Wait, it said goodbye, good riddance to 2020. Yeah, no kidding. I worked as well, actually. And we were supposed to get off at like 1030. But I think we ended up getting off closer to 11. And I work like 20 minutes yeah. away from yeah. my house. So by the time I got home, like it was it was right up to like the edge. And as soon as I walk in the, the door, my dad's like... You want to drink? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, give me a soda or caffeine or something. He was like, no, I got something better. And he made me an amaretto sour, which is funny because, like, my, my parents I like I barely ever see them like drink hard liquor like it's usually if anything like my mom drinks like a white claw with dinner or like a little glass of wine with like Christmas or something and my dad usually falls asleep on the couch drinking brewskis but other than that like I've never seen them like go for the hard like alcohol and so for that to happen on New Year's Eve and I was just like let's go he's like yo he's like he's like do you want like just a little bit or do you want me to make it strong I was like I just worked six days in a row give me a strong one (laughs) so he like doubled it uh, oh, it was so good too. He killed it.
1: Yeah, this was my first first New Year's Eve being uh twenty one. So my parents yeah, I was finally able to like uh you know drink with my parents and stuff. My dad broke out the 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 white Russian. Have you ever seen the Big Lebowski? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 gas, dude. It's Kalua vodka and then just a, a bunch of uh, white milk oh. and, and it tastes like a dessert. Dang, that sounds it's so hard. good. It's so good, and and you don't taste, or at least I don't taste the alcohol at all. So those are the most dangerous kinds. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right. Without any further delay, let's actually get into this. Um, we are eight days away from puck drop. That's crazy. Barely over a week. Almost a week away. Yeah, yeah a week from tomorrow, Wednesday, ten thirty p.m. S- Central or Eastern? Eastern. Yeah. yeah. 9.30 Central. It's going to be a late night. I'm excited. Against Colorado. I don't know. I mean, just to kind of... I'm also happy... Sorry to
0: cut you off, but I'm also happy that we we didn't... like. Everyone was like, oh, the start times are going to be terrible because we're on West Coast, all that shit. And it really only feels like there's like a handful of games where you're like, damn, that's going to be a late one. From from what yeah. I saw looking at the schedule, there was a lot of like 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and not too many 9.30s. There's definitely still a couple in there, but that's that's promising to see because i like i love watching the boys and i'd stay up watching them but like oh, course, i'm in my course. last season of of college and i'm trying to graduate so if i could not yeah. stay up no, till I 1 a.m that would be awesome i know i know tell me
1: about in those those you know nbc games if they're on at nine thirty and you know, that means puck drops actually at 10 p.m yep. which for me is 11 p.m <laughs> oh, it just keeps going up gonna be fun <laughs> Yeah, i think we should start recording the podcast after so we just got like delirious
0: ass 3 a.m oh my god just slap <laughs> just happy watch the game oh my god that would be something actually we should do that at least it once. would be. be like guys it would be just 3 30 in the morning <laughs> we're like whispering into our microphone so we don't wake up people in our houses
1: my roommate is sleeping <laughs> three feet away from me <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No, but for real, what, just dipping our toes in before we get into the the meat meat and potatoes of it. What are you most excited about, like puck drop? What are you like? Oh, I can't wait to see blank. What is that one thing that really, really gets you gets you excited for the season?
0: Uh, for me, uh, really, I think it's got to be Mike Hoffman, and just because, uh, just because we've talked about him coming to the Blues for so long, like even when he was in like trade talks, and eventually went. Um, once he went to the Panthers, we were st- we were still, I think, kind of feeling around there, and we we're like seeing what he was at. Um, but eventually, over the course of time, like that narrative between the Blues and Hoffman is kind of, uh, I guess, escalated over time, and he's finally here mm-hmm. now. So we get to see uh, all the people who were right and all the people who were wrong about how he would fit on this team. Uh, so I think that's going to be exciting. But just as as well as the fact that. we've talked about the struggles of the power play for so long and talked about how we really need a guy on there who can smack one-timers and how we needed a sniper because of Vladimir Tarasenko's absence. Um, And it feels like Mike Hoffman is a guy that fills a lot of holes for this team. And I even tweeted out uh, when we signed him that I thought that the Blues went from being a playoff team to a Stanley Cup contender by him just being that missing piece. Um, So I think... I think that's going to be the most important, uh, I guess, storyline that's going to unfold throughout this season and see if he lives up to the hype, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it kind of was is easy to overlook the Hoffman signing just because because it, it kind of came so late in the off season, and because it's a PTO, and because it didn't get like you know front page of TSN and all that. A lot of people, are, I bet mean, a lot of people, not don't know, but like that's gonna be one of those signings where they're like, oh shit, Mike Hoffman's on the Blues. That's right, you know, just one of those sort of last minute signings that you don't really think of. Um, but I think it's going to – I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be forced to notice when when he, um, when he gets his feet under him with the Blues. I mean, again, I think the, the biggest thing – that I'm I'm not one of the biggest thing, but I think one of the biggest things we need to remember is, um, I don't know, if it's not just the Blues, but any team takes time to gel, takes chem- takes time to get chemistry, and we saw it with Ryan O'Reilly and, La- and the Stanley Cup team. We saw it with Justin Falk last year. So I'm not saying he's going to come in right away and, and set the world on fire, but um, right. he's going to be a okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I- I'm just saying we should we should you know give him a little leeway to to learn Barubia's system and and but I think but my main point is once the season gets going and once like everyone gets comfortable, I think this offense is an absolute juggernaut and honestly he has the potential to kind of spearhead that from the goal the goal scoring standpoint um. You know, he's got probably the best shot on the team now with Vladdy going down. Um, and he's going to be playing with some great linemates. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, I think there's no reason that he can't be potentially the best or the highest scoring forward on this team for a while before Vladdy comes back. Um, and even then, he's, you know, Vladdy's not going to play a full season. So I think he could have a really, really good year with this team. I think he fits really nicely. And I'm excited to see how it
0: goes. <laughs> Yeah, especially on the power play. I mean, you talk about in terms Mm -hmm. of points production. I think, I think Mm -hmm. he could definitely lead the way in that. Um, but the reason I'm so confident in the fact that he's going to produce for this team, uh, it's just, just because the way that they're structured, I feel like, it almost be difficult for a guy like him not to. And with how eager it sounded like he was to get to a team that's ready to compete for a Stanley cup. And he himself compete for a Stanley cup. Uh, I feel like Agreed. this is, this is kind of like a Nirvana situation for him mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to finally get to a team that is competitive um, and that he can help. Like you said, spearhead a run to. Yep. Basically, the the overall goal of every hockey player ever. Um, so I think I think yeah. So I, I think he could, he's gonna grab that by the reins and uh, not squander it. Yeah, well, t- tell you what, Tommy. I think that there's a not a not a good chance, but you know, if you're
1: looking at a something a little hot take, you know, Mike Hoffman is the number one goal scoring option on this team. Could we see him in a certain in some certain award races? Who knows. But I'll tell you what: if you agree with me and Tommy, you think Mike Hoffman's going to absolutely light it up this year, and you want to not only you want to put your money where your mouth is, not only just say tell your buddies, oh yeah, you actually make some money off of it. There's only one place we trust, and that is BetOnline.ag. The hockey season is right around the corner. So go ahead and place your la- any last minute hot takes predictions, best that you have. And if you use promo code Locked On, you'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, definitely check them out right away. Like I said, there is only one place that we trust to, to with all our hot takes, all our hot bets. We have them all the time on this podcast. Um, so don't sit on the tablets anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. Alright Toby, you talked about what you're most excited about for the season. I kinda of wanna get into mine. My, uh, my, my, my excitement point. And it's kinda of along the same alley as yours. I got I got six words for you. I'm give them to you two at a time. Jaden Schwartz, Robert Thomas, and Mike Hoffman. Oh, Baby, does that sound like an absolute line of death to go against.
0: I liked the comment, too, from uh, Barubi. If you listen to the conference, they asked him about that line specifically, and he was like, yeah, I feel like Robert Thomas is like – Easily one of the best playmakers on the team, high hockey IQ, sees the ice really well. Take a guy like a shooter like Hoffman, put him on the same line as him, Uh, probably got one of the best shots on team. Like you were saying, uh, that is lethal. And then he said Jaden Schwartz just makes any line he's on considerably better. He's a fantastic hockey player. And I was like, damn, if that's not a vote of confidence from the big man himself, I don't know what it (laughs) is. All right. I'm going to paint a picture in your head, Tommy. So, so pucks
1: in the corner, either offensive or defensive zone. It really doesn't matter. But let's say defensive zone for this one because it makes it a little more fun. Pucks in the corner, defensive zone. Jaden Schwartz comes flying in, throws his body against it, gets his stick in there and steals it because that's what Jaden Schwartz does. He's, mm-hmm. he's a pest. He's annoying out there. Jaden Schwartz sprints up the ice, dishes it to the middle of the Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas does some funky shit, <laughs> makes the defender look silly. All of a sudden, wide open ice, passes over to Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman rips the one-timer, bar down. Fifteen nothing blues because they've already done that fourteen times. Fifteen nothing. Oh man. No, I I mean no. But exaggerations aside, that line consists of maybe the three most important kind of forward roles you can have: a tremendous two way player in Jaden Schwartz. You know, great on both ends of the ice can make can create plays for himself and his teammates with veteran experience. Yeah. with veteran experience Robert Thomas in the middle a dynamic rookie who can do seemingly whatever he wants with the puck and put tape to tape passes in seemingly impossible ways and then you got Mike Hoffman who scored who would have scored 30 goals last year so back-to-back potential 30-goal seasons um deadly wrist shot one-timer and he's gonna be I don't know if he's gonna be playing on his offling but whatever it, just the the perfect three-headed monster and that's only our second line <laughs>
0: I really do think like you were talking about, though, like it really is like the holy trinity of hot because even when you break it down, like by like each player, even just past like their archetypes of like a two way, a playmaker right. and a bona fide sniper. Uh, you've got a guy like Jaden Schwartz who kind of represents the old style of hockey kind of like mm-hmm. two way grinded out um, physicality. And then you've got the new wave of hockey and a guy like uh, Robert Thomas uh who represents the speed and skill and maybe not as much physicality uh but he holds onto the puck very well um and always finds the open man and then you kind of have a guy in hoffman uh who is like a transition in between player who can play a physical but also uh with a lot of speed and skill as well and with that lethal shot i mean uh, you could really line those guys up against anybody and they'd be fine not to mention that Mike Hoffman uh, d-
1: dramatically increases the lettuce per 60 of this team. Oh, easily. He's, he's, he's got, he's got some great flow. No, but it, it, it like I said, there's so much reason to be excited. I tweeted out the other day, you know, my hot take, which I, so I was surprised to see a lot of people kind of disagreed and said it wasn't a hot take that even with losing Alex Petrangelo, this team got better this off season. You know, you, yeah. you, you look, you write it down on pen and paper, you look at who we lost, you look at who we brought in. And I think this team got a lot better. Um, I, I hope that's good. I hope that uh, contributes to you know playoff success. Uh, that's my one hesitation. Is the Blues playoff success? You know, previously was built off of physicality and grit, and they're sort of leaning towards more of a speed skill game. But you look at Tampa, and you look at other teams like Colorado, Vegas, and it and it really feels like the Blues are just sort of matching their their roster makeup. And I'm really really excited to you know not that I didn't love watching Blues games last year and the year before, but I'm really excited to watch like five four games or you know, five, nothing games when Jordan Bennington's on fire.
0: It's more highlight real goals too. I think that's, that's, that's a big part of uh, advertising the game, right? It's like the NHL's Twitter account, like tweeting out like Mike Hoffman with a filthy one timer from the circle or like Robert Thomas just beat four men and (laughs) put a nutmeg on the, on the goalie or five hole. Like I, I think those kind of goals uh in the years past for the blues were kind of a lot more rare than we're going to be seeing this season, there so all right before we get
1: into the third segment of this episode i do want to tell you about our friends over at rock auto right now it's the winter it's snowy it's 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 tough out there so if you need if you want to like you know enhance your driving experience in the snow you need any auto parts you need get them at rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes models it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in one traditional chain storefront so why would you want to endure pointless or seemingly long intimidating questioning uh, and wait while the counterman chooses whatever parts it fits his agenda you know will make him the most money when you'd have a computer and phones in your pocket that you can get to rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules brake parts tech Nail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, Tommy, looking at
0: these,
1: looking at these, uh, these uh, lines here, other than the ones we just talked about, you know, the Schwartz-Thomas-Hoffman line. I mean, first line of Shen, O'Reilly, Perron. Third line of Sanford, Bozak, Cairo. Fourth line right now is Clifford, Barbashev, Sunkfist. And then you look at the defense, you got Krug with Pareko, Scandela with Falk, Dunn with Bortuzzo, and then extras of Gunnarsson and Perunovic. Not to mention the extras
0: on forward, and De La Rose, and Blay. This is a deep team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really feels like you can slot a lot of guys in any... In really any situation, multiple situations, uh, right. and still have these guys uh, maybe like uh, a different mold of this team based on who their opponent is. Like more speed right. guys based off Colorado, more physical guys based off of like Vegas or a team like Dallas maybe. Um, right. But it really does feel like they can kind of go toe-to-toe with anybody, even more so right. than in years past. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a huge testament to uh, the roster makeup and just kind of... I, you can't really take a lot from Doug Armstrong Here because he realizes I think he even said in the press conference that uh, A couple years ago they opened the window For a Stanley Cup, they, they're they still in that Window and they need to do everything right. In their power to make sure that they're putting The best effort possible Into winning a Stanley Cup each of these years Because the window will be over soon And I think uh, he hit the nail on the head there Yeah,
1: yeah And I think, um, going back to the, the depth I think that's, uh, depth is always Extremely valuable, I mean it, you know, T- Tampa Bay is good at a multitude of things, but maybe their best uh, asset is their depth. You know, you look up and down their lineup and you got guys that can be playing on the first line or pretty much any other team in the league, whether on the fourth line or the third line in Tampa. You look at defense, they have like basically three first, pairing, or three first pairs of defense. Um, so not to say the Blues have that, but depth is always important. And I feel like it's going to be especially important in the, sort of the weird season we got coming up. Um, whether that be, you know, players on the COVID list, uh, players getting injured because of the short turnaround and lots of games, games getting canceled, whatever it may be. There's definitely like, we've been talking about all offseason. There's going to be some, some, you know, a lot of switching around in the lineup. Maybe guys get off to a slow start, whatever it may be. There's all the more reason to have lots of depth this year, you know, and, and I feel like it's, it's almost not going to be a concern at all. Like if someone, someone so goes down for a game, cause then I'm like, Oh damn, Sammy Blake gets in the lineup or Mackenzie McEachern gets in the lineup. Guys that are really exciting to watch play um, are unfortunately, you know, sitting on the bench because of how deep this team is. But at the same time, it's a, it's a blessing in disguise because I, I really don't think The Blues could get into serious injury trouble or anything like that this year with how much depth that they have.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing too, is like, I don't, I I think injuries are going to happen, especially with the lack of preseason and all that stuff. But like you said, I, I don't think they'll ever find themselves in a situation where they're like, Oh, no, like we don't have anyone that can step up and fill this void because they are so deep. Um, but speaking of that depth, uh, I, I I feel like the narrative today at practice was Jordan Cairo being on the third line uh, and Craig Burby kind of going with him over Sammy Blay. Um, yeah. And... Um, I mean, honestly, at this point in uh, Jordan Kairou's career, you kind of have you're, – you're almost forced to see like what you have in him um, right. because because he hasn't really had a chance uh, to showcase his skills yet. Sammy Blay has, and I think we have a pretty good idea of what kind of player Sammy Blay is. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not to say that he's not a valuable part of this team because he is. And I think uh, he's uh, – he may be on the outside looking in right now, but I don't think he'll be there for long, um, especially if we're going up against physical teams. But – I, right. I think we do need to see – because Jordan Cairo has that potential to be a top six player and slot him in next to a guy like Robert Thomas, uh, having a nose for a goal like him. You, you you really do have to see what you have in in I mean, uh, Jordan Cairo.
1: The, the, the locked-on chemistry between those two would be yeah unbelievable. I mean, come on. You know, <laughs> if both friends – two friends of the pod on one uh, line, I don't yeah. know if the league could handle that. They'd blow it's it over. up, bro. It's, it's over. It's <laughs> yeah. over. I mean, that would be too much. Yeah, Uh, no, yeah, it's definitely, like I said, it's a good problem to have, you know, unfortunately, you know, Sammy Blay is not going to be necessarily an every night player like he was last year. But I think it could definitely be matchup based or, and we know Craig Ruby isn't afraid to promote and demote players. You know rapidly and sort of he has a short memory when it comes to that sort of thing so if jordan Cairo is on fire for 10 games and he plays 10 games and he goes cold for a couple of games put sammy Blay and light a fire under both their asses you know and all of a sudden one of them comes back in the lineup and is reinvigorated and lights it up I, there's a lot of scenarios here that could be considered bad you know like oh one of our good players isn't playing or oh there's there's a lot of depth on this team so so not a lot of guys are getting ice time but it it could really work in the blues favor if they utilize those guys
0: correctly yeah and i think i i think sammy blay won't have to worry about ice time at all i think he'll get the ice time that he wants uh it's just a matter of where because i do i i think they slotted him on the fourth line yesterday at practice if i'm not mistaken Uh, i would Mm -hmm. i would not be surprised at all to see uh, that during the regular season. And I would not be surprised to see him excel there because really the, he doesn't have to do a lot to his game uh, to mold himself into a fourth line like checking line grinded out style of player. Uh, uh, he could still use that skill and speed that he has maybe not as much. Uh, skill, but he'll just like focus on the physical aspect of his game, which I don't think he has a problem doing. So he'll find a way mm-hmm. to contribute to this team for sure, uh, whatever it may be. But I think Jordan Cairo is the big question mark for the season uh, and can really tip the needle in the Blues' favor of making it to the Stanley Cup.
1: All right, I think that's pretty much all we got time for today. You got any last minute notes before we wrap this one up, Tommy?
0: I'm just excited hockey's back, man. The go- oh, I will say um. <laughs> go USA, sorry Canadian okay. listeners, <laughs> but three uh, zero in the last meetings. Hate to see it. Yes, sir. Make it four. USA is right now at the moment playing
1: uh, Canada in the World Junior Championship. So the time you all listen to this episode, you'll know the result. But yeah, uh, yeah, oh, we go USA
0: for sure. um this year. Not a lot of blues guys in the tournament. No, so, but uh, I, I'm I really know. rooting for Caulfield because he's a short king. So oh, I hope, I'm hoping he pots. He a, a a, I'm, po- I'm hoping he pots a Hattie.
1: Uh, that would be that would be lovely all right i'm gonna yeah no i'm gonna hop off and watch that right away but uh, thanks everyone so much for listening uh make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter and tiktok at lockdown blues yes we're on tiktok now
0: hey
1: shout out to josh for
0: hooking that up (laughs) big up
1: to the kid Uh, yeah yeah but uh, yeah definitely follow us you won't miss an update and hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to that way you'll get notified whenever we post a new episode they're coming daily now especially with the when games get going the episodes are going to be so fun to record I'm really excited for that Um, so much content coming your way in the next few months so definitely definitely hit that follow or subscribe button so you
0: won't miss a single none of that weekly BS we're giving it to you every single day of the week every single day coming right down down your throat so if there's a spot you're going to come for blues content and podcasting it's right here right here absolutely absolutely follow me on twitter at josh hyman
1: nhl follow tommy at twelcher 15 thanks so much for listening and as always let's go blues